On today's show, Mavs fans got some feelings. We'll go around the talking points from the recent Mavs survey from The Athletic. Some great stuff about Dragic, the future of the franchise, how people are feeling. People got some feelings. And Luka Doncic, the community man, opened up some courts in Slovenia. Good stuff. Coming up on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and coordinator for the locked on podcast network and joining me as always my co-host contributor at mavs.com the court kid the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris well i just finished up my fourth fantasy football draft and i'm all fourth i'm all done yes too many fourth and uh i'm all do you done. know everybody in all the like in all of the leagues like do you know people and are you just joining leagues you don't know at this point no no they're, they're all a connection yeah okay. and they all okay. mean something different there's different buy-ins but i i love fantasy football but i got a question for you off the top deandre jordan have you ordered the lakers deandre <laughs> jordan jersey <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what can, was the big deal about. It? I don't get it. Like can, he's not good. Just, the Nets I, don't want him. The Nets just, need a center. They don't want him. I need to know, like, what are Lakers fans feeling right now? What? Because there's one thing to have an old roster, but now it's this is I think an it's, old roster. It's gone like way far. And DeAndre Jordan has had cement blocks on his feet for about four yeah. years now. So I don't know. I just wanted to make a joke about it. Yeah, it, no, that that roster is is different. We'll because we'll we probably do a Lakers. We'll do a season preview and break them all down. But on but today's show, break down themselves. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, like we said. A survey from The Athletic, Tim Cato asked Mavericks fans on Twitter, on The Athletic, about all kinds of stuff. So we got a lot of talking points to go through. How successful was the Mavs season? Would the Mavs have won a first-round series against certain teams? And uh, and all that stuff about stuff about Dragic. And speaking of, of Dragic, we had, there was a, every once in a while, there's a graphic that just like goes around. And it starts on like clutch points and then like Bleacher Report does something. And then they just like graphics just go around with quotes on them. And I never know if they're real, right? You just, it's you like never telephone know. Yeah. You elementary. never know with that stuff. Like, is the quote exactly right? Blah, blah, blah. So one of them came out and said from Jake Fisher, quote, all my sources around the league have told me they expect Dragic to be bought out by the Raptors and swiftly sign with the Mavs. Mm. Now, this would be an incredible thing for the Mavericks, obviously. They wouldn't have to trade anything. They wouldn't have to give anything up. We wouldn't have to do all these trades they've been talking about. They just straight up sign Dragic. That's the, that's the most ideal scenario of all of them. But I looked at the quote, and it didn't say from Bleacher Report, or and I looked up his articles from Bleacher Report, and I read through some of them, and I'm like, he didn't say this in any of them. And so I just reached out to Jake Fisher. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I just DM'd him. Friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod. I said, is this a real quote? <laughs> that's basically all I said. You can never tell sometimes in some of these sites. And he said, yep. This is a real quote. He said, "Who knows when it happens, uh, and it might it may not happen, but that's what he's hearing right now." So we'll break in. We'll talk about Dragic a little bit later, but that was some news going around that yeah, it's true that that's what he's hearing from sources around the league. They think that the Raptors will eventually just buy him out. Yeah, I mean that's obviously best case scenario because then you don't have to give up anything for him. Yeah. You get to keep you know Tyson Chandler two point uh, you know whatever the young <laughs> would Mavs fans rather <laughs> give up Dwight Powell. 
<laughs> or <laughs> the, the Moses Brown. At this point. Um, but then, you know, I, I think we all seen the, the very next day, Jordan Schultz, I think he's with ESPN, you know, tweet out and was like, oh, I'm hearing that Dragic won't, you know, go to Dallas and all this stuff. Yeah. So, okay. um, I'll rock with Jake Fisher on that, mainly because I want to hear that. And <laughs> yeah. also, uh, Jake Fisher is a killer. I'm going to believe the, sort, the, the report that I want to believe. Yes. I mean, that's what everybody else does with anything else in life. So let's do it with that. And, uh, but you know, if Dragic stuff, that it's just the Dragic check in at this point. We're just all seeing what's yeah. going to happen. And we're all seeing the Luca Dragic photo on his Instagram. And <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, go Jake Fisher. <laughs> The other news is that Luka Doncic dedicated some courts over in Slovenia today or this weekend. Oh my gosh. I thought this was so, so cool. The 2K Foundations with, you know, Luka, they dedicated new, uh, two new courts. I woke up uh, over the weekend with a, a DM uh, from someone sending me the YouTube link to a video from it. And just the new, like the new courts there. He, so he basically refurbished two uh, basketball courts there in Ljubljana and, um, Man, I had hired a local uh, designer to design the courts. Obviously, it has this new logo, which Jordan Brand did a, a, a cool little article with Luca explaining the logo, how it's obviously the L and the D in that. Uh, there's the two sevens in that. The negative space in between is the S for Sylvania, which is really cool. I actually took a screenshot of, so we know Luca is Luca's agents, Bill Duffy, but there's also a guy in same agency. It's, it's known that's been the, the basically the guy that's been Luca's <coughs> agent guy for years since early days, real Madrid. And he posts this, uh, on his story. And he said this quote, and I thought it was really cool. It's a picture. He was obviously at the event with Luca in uh, Slovenia. And it's a picture of Luca on the court. And it says he left this basketball court when he was a boy and has come back to Ljubljana to rebuild it as a man. What a special day for Luka Doncic and how nice to be able to live with with it. And I just thought that was so cool because even Luka had quotes about it too, saying these were the same course that I grew up on. These are the same course I, I played on as a kid. And now years later for him to come back as a man and say, I'm going to refurbish these courts and to see all the pictures of Luca. You can go to the Mavericks. Uh, I tweet out some pictures. The Mavericks tweet out a bunch of uh, pictures of it to see him with all these teenagers and you know, all this other bunch of people there. It's like, that's the next generation of basketball players in Slovenia that are looking up to Luca and Luca's going back home, giving back to his home. And I just, yeah, I, 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 I love all this stuff. If, if I just, if I could just do community stuff with uh, great people like Luca, sign me up. I just love all that. It's absolutely awesome. Good to see him. Good to see him there. Uh, he's cut. He's even cutting the ribbon. <laughs> there was a picture of him dunking, and I was like, "Oh, I'm wondering how much." I, I swear there was a picture of him going through like drills, like in and out. I'm like, who convinced him that he should like he, he's going to go through <laughs> drills? But you know what? I'm just glad to see him with a basketball in his hands because some players try to try to achieve greatness. <laughs> And some players are great. Some players try to achieve greatness and guys like Alonzo Trier or Jason <laughs> Tatum guys, the amount of people who thought that I was serious with the Alonzo Trier tweet. Oh my gosh. Like the, I, it was, it was incredible. I just love sarcasm. I love sarcasm <laughs> on Twitter, but then it like backfired because of so many people who thought I was, Yeah. It was great. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's get into this survey. So Tim Cato put out this survey, and almost 2,000 people responded to it, 2,000 Mavs fans. 
uh, about the Mavericks and, and where the Mavericks are sitting. And so we want to go through this kind of line by line and just break down some of the topics. Uh, the first one, how successful was the Mavericks 2020 to 2021 season? Uh, and they went, he went by um, one, to, one to five. Five being it was very successful, one being the, the least successful. Let's just answer for, for us. Where would you fall in this if you were just given this as a, as a question? You said Mavericks offseason? Just the se- no, the past season, the 2020-2021 season. Um yeah, I think I landed at a 3. I mean, I think I was pretty um evident going into the season saying they should they need to make it to the second round. They didn't make it to the second round. I think if they made it to the second round, I would have said 5. You know, it was yeah. 1 through 5, right? What's wild? Yeah, one through five. What's wild that is, I said the exact same. I actually I said a four, uh, because they were so, like a couple bounces away from from winning that first round series, right? I took that into consideration as well because of just how crazy that first round series was, how crazy Kawhi went, how tough that was, and if it would have just bounced a couple ways, you you'd go from three to five. That's that's insane. Yeah, but I, I would. Yeah, but I I put it at three, even though that they didn't. They didn't really like move advance in the playoffs at all either. I put it at a three and not a two or a one, mainly because of everything of like COVID and all in the yeah. injuries and everything for them to still make it to the first round and go seven games. I give it a three. I could hear saying like give it a four, but I just I can't give it a five. And I'm not gonna go lower than a three either. Yeah, everybody pretty much agreed with you. Six almost sixty-four percent. That was the overwhelming majority said a three. That was six, about you know how successful last season was. So we'll go through a bunch of these questions. There's some good talking points in this about the Mavericks, about Dragic, about Cubans ownership. Those I found those very interesting. We'll get into that. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is doctor recommended, doctor created, works for up to seven days. You get these wipes, wipe them under your armpits, and you won't have to deal with embarrassing sweat. You can wear what you want to wear. You don't have to deal with pit stains. You don't have to deal with all that stuff anymore. It's your little secret to confidence, especially in this hot weather. Man, I'm telling you, there are just times you just cannot walk outside right now in Dallas. And every time you pull up, the app for you know the weather you're like oh man 90 today that's that's low and then you look up you, you scroll down a little bit and it says feels like 102 you know it's just, you just can't get away from it right now it's like an oven outside and so if you're dealing with profusive sweating if you're dealing with that kind of stuff sweat block can be the thing for you especially in this texas heat so go to sweatblock.com use the promo code locked on you'll get 20 percent off or you can get them in amazon cvs but with at Sweatblock with the promo code locked on, you can get that 20% off from us. Again, promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Do you know that 85% of people who play fa- daily fantasy sports, like Isaac, who's in four leagues right now, they lose? 85% of people. It is is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who are in multiple, I mean th- hundreds of leagues, I think. Isaac's in four and he's one of the he's he's not even an expert at this point. Nope. Just uh, a loser. Those people have more tools and more time to devote to this. You don't stand a chance. That's where Stat Hero comes in. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the players in control and winning within reach. You can 
You know this. You name the stakes, and winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time, so you know what you're up against. You know how to combat that. No one else is doing that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it's meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com/lockedon. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com/lockedon. Stathero.com. Locked on. All right, Garris, let's get into some more questions. Again, this is the athletic. Tim Cato had this survey for Mavericks fans about all kinds of things. We talked about how successful the last season was. Now, you mentioned if the Mavericks had won that first round series against the Clippers, then it would have been a five. You would have gone all the way from a three being successful to a five. That would have changed everything for you. That's how important the playoffs are right now. So the next question was, would... The Dallas Mavericks have won their first round series if they had faced another opponent. Select every team you believe that you know you realistically think the Mavericks would have beaten. And he lists the, the Suns, the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Lakers, and then none. Uh, let's just go through you and I. Which ones do you think the Mavericks would have beaten? Well, yeah, I mean, the, I feel like the Lakers are the easy ones to pick here because you know Anthony Davis got hurt. And if you're telling me, you know, a Lakers team with, with just LeBron and, you know, basically no Anthony Davis. I mean, didn't he get hurt in pretty early, right? Game two, maybe. Yeah. It was um, just, he And he was just not the same. Yeah. So if it was, you know, you're looking at a Mavericks team who took the Clippers to seven games. I think I would have, you know, if, if you would have told me that, hey, Anthony Davis is not going to play for the majority of that series, I would pick the Lakers first. Um not considering health, I mean the Blazers would have been my pick. Davis hurt in Game Four, and then he he played. He tried to play in in Game Five, and uh, yeah, in Game Six didn't work out for him. But yeah, yeah, I would have picked. I picked the Lakers for sure. Um, about fifty percent of the of the listeners agree, or the the uh, responders agreed with that. Uh, the Blazers, I would have picked the Nuggets. I think I would have picked the Jazz too, man. I think I would have picked the Jazz. I think the Mavs could have beat that Jazz team. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we kind of debated that of when we did a what if pod. What was it a couple of weeks ago when we said, "Hey, what if they won Game Three and they beat the Clippers? Yeah, ended up beating Clippers. the Clippers, then they faced the Jazz in Round Two, and it, it's it's just a fascinating thing because we've just seen this team match up with the Clippers two straight years. What do they look like against another team in the playoffs? What does KP look like against Rudy Gobert in a playoff series? Does he look better than what he did against the Clippers? And we're all having a different conversation. I don't know. I mean, I, I would. You don't, I mean, I would lean towards no just because there was a lot of, you know, stuff outside of the matchup that he was struggling with. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I guess the Blazers is the obvious pick on that. But no, it said check all that apply. Oh. So pick all the teams you think the Mavs would have, would have beaten. Uh, and so the Suns was the lowest one. Only 11% of, of responders think that the Mavs could have beaten that Suns team. And I think I think if you caught that that Suns team in that first round, they don't have all that confidence behind them of we just want we want a series, we want a second series, you know, we can win go ahead and win this third series in the 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 fi- like the conference finals. I don't know if they if I think you could have caught them off guard at the beginning. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Booker always torches, you know, Dallas too, but I, and I don't Bridges know. is really good at guarding Luka. That's true. I was going to say, I mean, that's why if you if you have to pick one of these teams, I'd probably say the Suns. I mean, because you're talking, you know, Chris Paul's playing Booker, Aiden, Bridges, Garden, Luca. Yeah. 
The next one, how successful was the Mavericks 2021 front office makeover? So the Mavericks make this big change. Donnie Nelson is out. Rick Carlisle, I guess you can put that, put it all together. Rick Carlisle is out and, uh, and they bring in Nico Harrison. Michael Finley gets a bigger role. Um, you know, the front office, pretty much the rest of it kind of stays the same. There's a couple other people here and there. And then the coaching staff all changes all around. Uh, we talked about the coaching staff a couple days ago. Jason Kidd's the head coach. You have Christy Tolliver, Jared Dudley. You have Sean Sweeney. You have Igor as the, the top assistant. How successful do you think that that change was? Well, I, I mean, when I read this, when Tim put this story out and I, I read it, I saw the <laughs> I saw the question. I'm like, all right, well, anybody who puts anything other than three, <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated by because... Yeah. There's no way of knowing. Like you just can't. You, we don't know the answer to this at all. We we have to go back to this question. You know, three, four, or five years from now, then we can you know properly rate that. But you know, if they go to the playoffs and go the first round, first round for the next three you know three years, what are we putting on here? Two, three, yeah, right. four because they've made the playoffs three straight years. But I, it's just too early to tell, especially with the you know first timer and Nico. Speaking of that front office, how successful was the Mavericks 2021 offseason? So that's this past offseason. How successful was it? Uh, and it went from one to five again. Uh, I would have given it a th- I give it gave it a three because I think three is you got a little better. You didn't get worse, right? You stayed pretty much the same, but not enough to give it a four where I felt really good about it or a five where I thought they got you know way better. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends on how you want to rank the numbers. You know, if you if you want to say, <laughs> don't give me a three point five, Isaac Harris. I know you're. I know you're going for those decimal points. Okay, I'll say four then. I'll say four. Okay, I'll say, I'll say three. Like I'll say three means <laughs> I'm going with four. I'm saying okay, in, my, I was like, what? in my mind on this, like I, I put three. Is the fact that three is the like they just stayed the status quo. Like they didn't get worse, but they didn't make a you know they didn't get better either. So I think I personally I would land on four because I think they got better. Yeah, for me it's not they didn't get enough they I didn't guess. get better enough for me to take them from a three to a four. I'm I'm sticking right on the because like three. Kyle Lowry is like five, right? I mean, like if they get Kyle Lowry and then they you know they yeah, sign and so. trade you know Bullock into the or you know into the yeah right it's something like that. And it's like okay, that's a five, but. Okay, I agree with you. It's a three. It's not good enough to be a four. Because we've been saying a single this whole time using baseball yeah. analogy, and a single is not a four in Just this Just solid, so. right? Two. I mean, two. Could you argue that two, you... They could have improved a little bit. I mean, or even just it depends on your scale. Stay the same. Yeah, it depends on what you. If you, if one means like barely, they barely got you know better, and every single one of these numbers is the scale of better, then <laughs> then it's like a two. But. Let's go this one quickly. Do you expect the Mavericks to acquire Goran Dragic this season? Now, tell me if this is not going to be problematic if they don't. 73% said yes, that they expect Dragic to become a Maverick. It has just become the thing that, you know, I mean, we've honestly been part of it. We've talked about it almost every day and and sometimes even, you know, included him in, in season plans and rotations and things like that. It's kind of a dangerous thing we've we've gotten ourselves wrapped into because it's not a done deal yet. I am intrigued with how this thing plays out because now the Mavericks have kind which, you know, do they care about fan reaction to things? Whatever, however you feel yes, about it. Yes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, but, I mean, it's just become such a, I mean, even by the results of, you know, Cato's poll here, everyone's just expecting it to happen to where if it doesn't, then 
like you got to figure out why because even when it gets past October 1st and then ever all the cards are on the table basically and you can you know aggregate players and you know special yeah you know, all that then then it's like why isn't Dragic a Mav yeah it, right <laughs> and it, are we gonna have another reporting thing come out and it's like oh the Mavericks couldn't move the Mavericks couldn't move up to get Luca because they they didn't want to include Wes Matthews for Kent Bazemore. And we have like one of those similar things. And that's where it's going to get tricky for, for Dallas. And we'll see how it plays out. And does Toronto know that? Does Toronto know that the longer this plays out, the longer the fan base just thinks it's a given? They're like, no, we're going to stand our ground because Dallas doesn't want to take the PR hit. They got to get him at this point. If they if the Mavericks do get Dragic, if if the seventy three percent of fans are you know are right and they do get him, does it change from you know the off season success from a three to a four, or does it take it all the way to a five for you? It's for sure a four for me. Yeah, they get Dragic. It's yeah, me for too. sure a four because then you're you're getting your vet, you're getting your playoff experience. Dude just went to a finals two years ago. We don't yeah. really talk about that hardly at all. You get another. You get the secondary playmaker. You get better defensively with Bullock, Shooter, and Bullock. You get Sterling Brown, another wing defender. So yeah, it's a definitely a four if they get Dragic, especially for you, free. I'm glad you brought that up because I saw somebody bring up. You know, Dragic just kind of helped lead that that Heat team to the finals a couple years ago in the bubble. He averaged 19 points a game Ball. on, the, on yeah. the way to that finals appearance, and uh, yeah, he was really really good. 19 four and four basically on the way to that finals appearance. That was. That was pretty good run there. Shout and out then, to the person. And then, and then he got hurt, and that was a real big thing. I was, you yeah. know, I, I was thinking, man, this Lakers team, they may have some problems with with Dragic and and you know Butler and Bam and like that whole crew. And then they just they just weren't the same team. Somebody, I'm all about the Dragic praise, but somebody tweeted out uh, the other day of saying, uh, "Goran Dragic, 2014, you know, most improved player." I'm like, <laughs> How far are we going back on these things? These are like the Lakers Nets graphics of like, how much was, help does Kevin Durant and LeBron James <laughs> need? They have a combined, you know, 58 all-star appearances. It's like, well, by the way, we, we, you know, we've been talking about some guys that needed some time to develop and stuff. There's a lot of, I, there's a lot of talk on Twitter about Sekou Dumboya, who the, the Pistons just like gave up on after two weird years. Yeah. Uh, Dragic averaged like seven points a game. His first three years in the league. Dang. And he played a bunch of games there for the Suns. So Phoenix, yeah. Some of these guys take a little bit of time. Take a little bit of time well, to get Phoenix there. Phoenix had some weird crap going on those early days with him. And for sure, he's got some. He's got some funny Shaq stories. For for sure. Coming up, let's get into some of these juicy ones. There's some good ones coming up. Do you, you know how confident are you in Cubans' ownership? How confident are you in the level of ownership? Uh, over the last decade, all that kind of stuff mm, has it this changed. This will be fun for me to talk about. There's a lot of good stuff in this we'll talk about coming up. But before we do, let me tell you quickly about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, there's just too many for a roadside store, for one of those that you hear about on TV, to handle all the parts and to carry all the parts. Rock Auto has that. They have all the parts that your car will ever need. Save time and money using rockauto.com. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years, they've been doing this. They've been in this. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And they're how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go check out rockauto.com today. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more of these questions. There's some good ones in this. Um, Talked about Dragic. 
How much confidence do you have in Mark Cuban's Mavericks ownership? This was, the answer to this was split all the way across. We're not trying to, you know, share too much about Cato's article. Go read the piece in The Athletic. But three was the highest, 33%. And if three is the highest at 33%, you know how it split the rest of the way, right? It was just straight up across the board. People are either really confident in it or not confident in it at all. And it just, it just split basically right down the middle for Mavs fans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark, you can turn the pot off at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Loyal listener, Mark Cuban. Sorry, bud. Uh, no, I mean this, yeah, this question was fascinating to me just because there's just so much that goes into yeah. what, what, what angle are you taking as far as confidence in an owner? Because you can go into like decision making, right? Like if you had to rank decision making by Cuban as far as basketball decisions, I think I would go with a little bit lower number because what we've seen sometimes is it feels like, um, let me walk my tightrope here, that there are too many hands in the cookie jar at times. You know, the, the Haralabas story came out and we're like, okay, well, okay, who's making decisions? Is it Donnie? Is it, is it Bob? Like, is it Cuban? Is, you know, and so... I think what would make that that number go higher? That's the question I ask myself and say, and I'm not like a two or anything. I think I'm at a four when it comes to my confidence in Mark. But what would make it a five for me is if he went out this offseason and said, I'm I'm going to do everything I can to get Masai. And I'm going to turn everything over to Masai and say, Masai, you take everything. You make all the decisions. Run this show. But that's not who Mark is because Mark's very hands on. And Mark wants to have a huge role in decisions and and with Nico and these guys. So it's a four for me. It's not a five, but it's a four. And a lot of that has to do with how innovative Mark is that relationally, I mean, going to Slovenia, the locker room stuff over the years, like he's always going to be at the front of the line looking for the next step as far as innovation wise with the organization. Yeah. All the basketball stuff you said, I, I considered that. And then I also, I had to give some consideration to everything that happened in the business side of things, this, the sexual yep. harassment, all that kind of stuff. And I had to, I, I initially thought about giving it a two. And then I thought about some of the other, you know, he's, he's created the practice facility. He's changed over the, the locker room and all that kind of stuff. And, and the team has been really good for a long time under Dirk and, you know, with yep. Dirk and all that kind of stuff. Like the team was one of the most successful teams from 2000 to 2011. Like it, that, that whole stretch, he, he has to get some credit for that, for the basketball side, I think. And, and for, Marshall, Sam Marshall means, a, means a lot to and, me too. And that was my next thing is that, yes, all that kind of stuff happened, but he found the right person to put in charge to, to help, you know, in that whole area when the Mavericks dealt with all the sexual harassment and all that stuff. So I ended up with a three. I, it felt wishy-washy, but I ended up with a three, all things considered. Uh, yeah. And, and I think this is a little to be determined too, because so of much, course, yeah, so much has changed this summer. What does it, what does everything look like months from now or a couple years from now? Like, who is who's calling the shots? Is is I mean, do we have stories that's coming out three years from now about how Nico pulled in this free agent and this relationship here, and now Nico's one of the like brightest you know yeah. young minds of the league? And He's we're the all next like, Bob oh Myers, the next Rob Palenka. Yeah. yeah, it's like at that point you're looking at this number saying, "Dang, Mark was like on it with that hire." Like yeah. that was that was crazy. So I think 
like we can give the number now, but so much has changed this summer, even with the Jason Kidd hiring. If Jason Kidd flames out a year from now and it's a debacle and it's a whole new chapter of a, of a book sometime, then we're like, well, dang it. Like, how did you not see that coming? Like all the, so yeah. that, but if it does work out and he leads him to a couple titles, we're like, all right. Like he, so a lot has changed this summer to where this number can change even in a year or two. This next number was really interesting. It goes to Mark Cuban's ownership as well. How has your confidence level in Mark Cuban's Mavericks ownership changed over the past decade? So you're thinking back to 20, basically 2011, since since they won the title. Uh, 47% less comp, said less confident. So that's you know just about half. And then 31% said much less confident, which is the lowest one you could go. So that means that you put that together, that's 78%. The overwhelming majority are less confident or even or way less confident in Mark Cuban's ownership over the last 10 years. I found that really, really interesting. And then there's some that are more confident, much more confident was a, a sliver, like one or two people or something like that. Um, I honestly, I honestly thought the much less confident would be the leading uh, portion of the pie. Yeah, Just, the last ten years there's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean the se- sexual harassment stuff was on everything his block. we just I mean, everything we just said happened the last ten years basically. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the you know that's the biggest thing that we've seen Mark Cuban in interviews and answering for, and even you know recently the Haralabos story of him in power. So like. There have been there have been things over the past decade that I, I 100% see how people's you know confidence in him could have went down. There's two more questions I want to get to quickly. Rank the factors in order of importance that caused Luka Doncic to wear down late in games. I found this really interesting. Thinking, what do Mavs fans think is holding Luka back basically at the end of games? Uh, most you can you can rank them one to three. So most important, middle important, and then least important. And the three things were conditioning, team strategy, and lack of a secondary creator. So conditioning is lacking of you know Luca's game shape, his wind, all that kind of stuff. Team strategy is re- relying too much on Luca, putting too, putting the ball in his hands too much, requiring him to do too much, and then lack of secondary creator is you know empowering that usage of Luca. Basically, how would you have ranked these? Uh, conditioning one me too secondary creator two yeah and team strategy oh. three yeah i did the exact same thing and Mavs fans were, were almost opposite on that they had conditioning as you know they the the least of let's put it this way the least amount of people said that that was the most important thing mm. was conditioning i found that really interesting and the most amount of people said lack of secondary creator was the most important thing they put that one first Team strategy was kind of in the middle, and then conditioning had uh, the most people saying least or middle importance. So they, they basically flipped it for, from us. Interesting. I found I would, that I would want to know if people think that, um, yeah, I can understand being like 100% all pro Luca for everything, but. I mean, we're basically locked on Luca. I mean, people complain that we talk about Luca <laughs> so, so much. Wait, can we talk about that for a second? Somebody went that listens to the Locked On Hornets podcast went and left a review on Apple Podcasts saying, "You guys don't talk about Lamelo enough. Go listen to Locked On Mavericks. They talk about Luca so much it sickens me. <laughs> we talk about Luca so much. So yeah, we're locked on Luca, but Luca's <laughs> Luca's not in the best shape in the world. He's not." super overweight and yeah, like in no. the worst shape but like luca can get in better shape so yeah. that i think that is number one for me but also at the same time i mean they're all true to an extent it's just yeah. that 
getting another ball handler, another creator gives him some of these possessions that Luca, can you run? Like, you're still going to want to put the ball in freaking Luca Doncic's hand. So, <laughs> yeah, like, right. you're, I don't care who they bring in there. Like, you still yeah. want Luca having the ball. It just, can you withstand, like, yeah, that they got to get another secondary creator. The last one to me was maybe the most interesting question specifically. Which of the following role players are you comfortable playing 25 plus minutes in a competitive playoff game? Uh, so check all that apply, basically. Sterling Brown, Jalen Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Trey Burke, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, Dwight Powell. Who voted for Josh Green? 38 <laughs> people voted for Josh Green. That's, That's confidence, right? There. That's insane to me. That's pretty wild to me. Um, yeah, I, f- I found this this answer really interesting. Let's just go through We'll just go through it and, and name all of them. Uh, 44% said that they were confident that Jalen Brunson could play 25 minutes. 66% said that they were confident in Reggie Bullock playing. Only 66%. That was that seemed really low to me. 25 minutes in a playoff game, they don't think Reggie Bullock can play that? That was it. That was fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I went from the top down. I went from, you know, Tim Hardaway for sure. We would pick him. He was yeah. number 1, 97%, believe me. Yeah, we've seen it. He's done. Just did, yeah. And then after that, I was really curious on between Dorian Bullock and Maxi, and the fact that one Dor- Dorian at eighty four percent compared to Maxi at forty eight percent, I don't think that that should have been that big of a difference. <laughs> and that, I mean that's a huge, huge difference. And I love Dorian. Yeah, Dorian was number two, eighty four percent believe Dorian. And you can check multiple ones. It's not like you just pick yeah. one player. So Dorian was second at eighty four percent. Bullock third, 66%. And then Maxi was fourth at just about 50%. See, I would have personally, I, if you would have told me to guess how fans would have voted in this, I would have thought that they would have put Bullock, like Bullock and Dorian would have been switched. That, or at least the same. Yeah, like Bullock would have been at, at 84%. But that that there's a 20% difference between fans yeah, valuing Dorian in a playoff series over Reggie Bullock. I thought that was a little surprising. Yeah, if we want to go like, you know, political poll analysis here, 18 points difference between Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock. Can we call it right now? Can we call it? (laughs) So what they're doing in this little, in this this county in Iowa, check this out right now. We'll we'll zoom in. No. Uh, Yeah, I found that fascinating. The difference between Dorian, Bullock, and Maxie, those guys. And then the fact that Brunson and and Maxie were that close. I mean, it's it's not even, uh, not even 50 votes like separates those guys as, you know, people that think that they can play 25 minutes in a competitive playoff game. Yeah, the fact that Maxi was just four percent higher than than Brunson on this poll. Four percentage point, yeah. Yeah, when we when we just watched Brunson kind of get played out of that playoff series, I I don't think that's the end of his like career stuff. Like yeah, he needs right. another shot in the playoffs and all that. But Maxi, <laughs> like we've seen him in the playoffs, like guard Kawhi, and I mean I, I get Kawhi's Kawhi, but like. He's he's played when he's healthy. He can play in a playoff series. I biggest thing is Maxi's too low on this. Like Maxi can play in a playoff series, and I'm very comfortable with Maxi playing in a playoff series. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think that that number is low because we just saw Maxi guard Kawhi for two years. Like that shouldn't happen. Yeah, and he <laughs> right? was unhealthy this past off season or this past playoffs. But. Yeah, there you go. Let us know which ones do you think. Let's let's make this our question. I think there, there's more questions on on this athletic piece with Tim. We obviously yeah. didn't go over them. We want you to go read the piece. Cato's a, a friend of ours, and there's a lot of cool stuff too. As far as like at the beginning of it, it's like, hey, when did you become a Mavericks fan? How like why? It was pretty it's, evenly split. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. So go check that out, and yeah. 
A lot of good stuff in that. Again, The Athletic, Tim Cato. Go check it out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Enjoy your day off today if you got it. Labor Day. Peace out. Boom.